Welcome to Hospitality Daily. I'm your host, Josiah McKenzie. Over the weekend, we heard from Michael Pace about how he co-founded Kimpton Hotel's Earth Care Initiative, but we also talked about other ways sustainability efforts can be fun. Now, Michael is the general manager of the Mark Hopkins Hotel in San Francisco. He's a very creative person and shared a lot of ways partnerships and collaborations can not only do good, but create something fun and worth talking about. In today's episode, we're going to talk about two very different collaborations. One he did with Porsche and the other he did to restore bee colonies. Here's Michael explaining how the Porsche partnership got started first. I got a call from somebody who was asking if we wanted to put Porsche chargers in our hotel because uh, they had heard that we have sustainability initiatives and I didn't think it was serious. I was like, wow, why is Porsche reaching out to me? <laughs> you know, um, and I, I, I love Porsches. So I got the ball rolling and talked to them and it turned out it was legit. And so they said, we want to put these superchargers into the hotel. And so, okay, let's do it because it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be a good marketing thing for us. But also it's going to be really good for the environment because we need to have more charging stations anyway. So we worked together. It was, I felt, on brand. Does, does a luxury car brand have the similar values and or similar goals as a luxury hotel brand? And in my head, the answer was yes. So Porsche or any other luxury brand like that would, in my opinion, be at the same par as intercontinental hotels. So that felt good. So we did it. They provided them. We installed them. We did a big promo piece with them internally. And now we have a partnership where all Porsche people on their computers, like they'll know that there's a charging station at the hotel. And, um, you know, you just you play with it. It's, it's not a moneymaker. It's more of an awareness and letting Porsche car owners know, hey, you took, you took the time to buy an electric car, a very expensive electric car. Come stay with us. And we'll charge you electric, fancy electric car <laughs> at the hotel. Just to come have a drink with us, you know. And so I, I think sometimes you need to add a little bit of fun into it. Now, I'm sure many people could say, but hang on, Mike, like most Porsches are not electric. So this is not really an, an eco initiative. It's not an eco initiative. It's a connection, a loose one, but it's not the main focus for us. I'm not saying that we did this because we're trying to save the world. You know, it's a fun partnership. It's connecting with another brand at a cultural connection point that both agree on. But fun is important. And I think going back yeah. to what we talked about earlier in change management, you have to get people involved. And I think that's where it's really mm -hmm. interesting. And you talked about at that hotel where it was only one floor that started with sustainability. And so I'm very interested in things like this as a foot in the door and to get yeah. something bigger happening. Yeah. And, and some of them are like more uh, homegrown, if you will. So when I was at the W Hotel, we decided to put beehives on the roof. And we didn't know how. Chef wanted to do it as well, but he was scared of bees. And one of our servers overheard us once, and he said, hey, I grew up on a farm with bees on it as well. I, I can help you. And we're like, oh, okay. So anyway, we got our hives up on the roof, and it was great. W, we had actually gotten LEED certified uh, back in the mid-2000s, 2009, I think it was. We were the seventh hotel in the world, existing hotel in the world, to be LEED certified. Uh, and then my successes kept upping it and upping it to the to the best levels now. So it really was a, a success story for many generations of GMs, which is exciting. Anyhow, so when I moved to the Clift Hotel down the road uh, before coming to the Mark Hopkins, I was looking around thinking, okay, what sustainability initiatives can we do here? Okay, we're going to recycle, we're going to do energy conservation. I had my checklist in my head. I've got the bees at the W, I could do bees here. And I thought, yeah, I'm just I'm just copying myself, right? It's not really... A lot of hotels do bees. It's not new. And it's like, why don't we do, why don't we create a community of beehives on different rooftops throughout the city 
and have fun with it. So I worked with Roger, the beekeeper, and we began putting beehives on different hotel roofs, even the competition, because it wasn't competition anymore. It was just about a common passion. And what triggered it was a lot of uh, news around colony collapse disorder, CDD, which is a big problem and could greatly impact agriculture as well as nature. And just for listeners that may not be aware, mm-hmm. briefly, how would you describe that? So colony collapse disorder is when in, when the entire hive just suddenly dies off. So you can have 50,000 bees in a, in a bee box or a beehive. And for, for an unknown reason, they will just all die. And we don't know. We're still trying to figure out, is it pesticides? Is it mites? Is it food? Climate change? But the problem is there. So I figured we're not going to solve the problem, but if we can put these hives on the roofs, of different hotels and then see which ones are working, which ones aren't working. Talk about CDD as people ask us questions like you are today. Um, maybe that creates more awareness that bees are really good for us and they're vulnerable and we need them. So we should be more respectful of the environment. Um, and we, so we did it. So now I had a fun story to play with and I was putting bee, I was, I was partnering with others to put beehives on roofs. And we discovered that some rooftops uh, did really well, some didn't. Uh, you can put a beehive at the top of a skyscraper, windswept with only concrete and metal, and it looks like they were going to be blown away or die, but they they fly two miles and they get their, their pollen and come back and make honey. You know, so again, you, then you have the honey. Then we had competitions, getting the honey and doing blind tastings of honey from different hives to see which one had a different flavor. I thought all the hives would have the same flavor. They don't, depending where the bees are going to get the pollen from. And the one that does the best is on a hotel at Fisherman's Wharf. Apparently, the parks there, the aquatic park, has a lot of native plants. Interesting. Yeah. So, right? So, you, you know, you learn. And then you put that in your cocktails because that's a fun thing to do. Yeah. And you bring it to the guest. Storytelling plays such a big role. I was talking to a travel journalist that was telling me about some examples, and it's important to do these things, but it's also important to tell the story. And I think sometimes marketing gets a bad rap, but it's storytelling, and that almost feels a part of hospitality, is educating guests on these are the creative things that we did to not only take care of the environment, to pro- but to provide you with a unique experience. And yeah. you, unless you tell that story, they're never going to know about it. Exactly. And I find that sometimes if you do something because you think it's going to be a good PR stunt or it's a good marketing piece, then you've already made a mistake, in my opinion. Then you're not true to a passion or you're not true to a culture or a brand. Do the right thing for the right reason. The story will develop itself. The story will be created through your doing what you do for the right reasons. So, you know, if we had said, oh, let's put the bees up so we can have good PR so we can get more revenue in the bar. Shame on us, right? Not taking advantage of those poor bees. But if we say, let's put the bees up because we want to bring awareness to colony collapse disorder and we want to serve honey to our guests because it's part of our sustainability initiative. And if there's PR, great. Now you have a real story because you're telling the story for what it is without an, an ultimate goal. You're not trying to sell something. I love it. That creates the best stories. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. 
Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 